0: My name is Ashley Subula, and welcome to the Through Every Season podcast, where we discuss what it's like to be a Christian woman in modern-day society. We will dive into the truth, trials, and tribulations that come with having a faith. You're never alone here, and we will help you walk through every season. Hello, hello, and welcome back. The Through Every Season podcast. For me, it is Friday, October twentieth. It is six forty-seven p.m. I am in my pajamas already. It's been a long week. I can't wait to go to bed, <laughs> and that's just the type of night that we're having tonight. So I'm comfy. I'm already in my pajamas, and I'm gonna hang out with you all tonight. But not really, because you will not hear this until next Friday. But we're going to pretend. We're all going to sit down, be comfy, have our drink of the day, and hang out. So a recap of the September episodes. So September was a really busy month for the podcast. We had two episodes, and it was the first time that we had done two episodes in a month since we've started, and we had two lovely, lovely, lovely guests. Uh, We both had Megan and we had Taryn, and Megan discussed her journey and recovery with alcoholism, and then Taryn discussed her journey with mental health, living with schizophrenia, and then we also discussed addiction as well as um, sexual abuse in her story as well. So, the September episodes were really fruitful in terms of the content that we talked about and all of the different topics and the stories and the resilience. But it was also a really heavy month as well. So, I wanted to take the month of October to do a solo episode and just to have some kind of lighter content just for a little bit of a palette cleanser and just to switch it up a little bit. October is also my birthday month so my birthday was on the 16th and I turned 29 and they say that the 30s are the new 20s at least that's what they tell me so that's what I've been saying since Monday about about turning 29 so drink of the day because of course as you know on the through every season podcast we talk about a drink of the day to start off the podcast So I did kind of want to switch it up tonight, and originally I was like, you know what? I'm going to pour myself a glass of wine, but I'm going to be honest. That's really not who I am. I am much more of if I'm out at dinner with people I care about, I might have a drink. I'm not a a sit-at-home-and-drink-a-glass-of-wine kind of gal. And then you have to open up like a new bottle of wine and then like I'm not going to finish that by myself like in one night and it would just make me even more tired than I already am. So not doing the wine tonight, but we do have sparkling water again and you will notice that I really like sparkling water and I have just a polar pop. It is in the raspberry pink lemonade. So stay hydrated friends drink of the day. So as I already hinted to, um, birthday episode, and I just turned 29, and um, we are going to talk about life lessons. So Since I just finished my 28th year around the sun, or my 28th year of life, we are going to talk about 28 life lessons that I've learned. So let's dive right in. 28 life lessons that I've learned in my 28 years of life. 1. Stop comparing yourself to others. It is true when they say that comparison is the thief of joy. It also goes to show that God has his own timeline and journey for every single person on earth who has ever lived and for who is to come. We shouldn't, and we really don't even have the authority to compare our journey to somebody else's journey or to compare our life to somebody else's life. Not only that, but it hurts us. It hurts our egos. It steals our happiness. And it also can come in between us and our relationships with the people around us. It can lead to the spirit of jealousy, which can truly just turn a person sour on the inside. It can cause bitterness. Comparison can destroy a person sometimes. It can destroy certain seasons of your life. It can put a damper on things. The spirit of comparison is just got to go. I mean, this is a lesson that, to be frank, that I'm still learning. I'm still a student of, if you will. But I am learning that comparing myself to other people, comparing where I'm at in my life to where other people are at is doing absolutely nothing for me and it will do absolutely nothing for you. Trust in God's plan for you. I know it's hard, but it will make your life better. Lesson two, it's okay to change your mind. In fact, it's expected. We change our minds as we get older and we gain more life experience, we gain more knowledge, we gain more wisdom. It's okay to change your mind. You don't have to have the same thoughts, opinions, or beliefs at age 25 as you did when you were 15. You don't have to have the same thoughts, morals, values, or beliefs when you were 25 and you're now 55. It's okay to change your mind, because we do change as people. Lesson three, never say never. And I know it is easy to say, well, I will never do that, or I'm never doing that again. And I'll just say, never say never. And I am going to give you an example of this life lesson for myself so as as I've said in previous episodes, I came from a really small town, and there are going to be people who are listening to this podcast episode who are also from my very small town that I'm from. It is so small it literally does not have a stoplight in the whole county and and again, I, I've said this on previous episodes, but when I moved out of my small town, I always said, "I am never going to live in a small town again, like I'm a city or a suburbs type of gal. I'm never going to live more than five minutes from a Starbucks. I, for the past over a year and a half now, live in a small town. In fact, it's considered a village and I'm definitely more than five minutes away from Starbucks and I actually really like it. And again, never say never (laughs) and that's just an example. Lesson four, and this one could be a little bit controversial or have some other opinions, but this is just the lessons that I've learned and mainly observed from other people. But keep your marriage between you, your spouse, and God, and that's it. This is my number one marriage advice. In fact, when people have those little cards at weddings where you can write like your marriage advice to the bride and the groom and then you you know you stick in a little box and then after the wedding they go through and, and they read them. This is actually what I put on those cards. Or sometimes they also have the same game at like bridal showers, for example. But this is the number one piece of advice that I could give to people. I just think when you essentially open up your marriage to other people in terms of sharing intimate details or sharing arguments, biases can form when you share intimate details with others, especially if you're friends with that person and you're sharing your one side of the story, your spouse often doesn't get the chance to share their version of events or their side of the situation and you're just opening up your marriage to have all of these opinions come in when biblically speaking, our marriage is a covenant between us, our spouse, and God. And that is why it should just be between you, your spouse, and God, because that's the way that it was written. And I think that keeping those intimate details private just the best like don't let outside opinions affect your marriage lesson five wisdom is greater than knowledge and ashley probably like maybe six years ago would not have said this i would have talked about how everybody just needs more education and knowledge is power and i do think that knowledge is power in most circumstances. I, I I do believe that. As an example for wisdom being greater than knowledge, you can have a college degree, but often to get a good paying job, even with that college degree, you need experience. Like for those people who've graduated college and then you go on Indeed and then you're, you know, you're looking for your first job, Was it not frustrating your first year out of college to see that you needed like three to five years of experience for like an entry level position? I mean, it's it's just an example that you need experience often to do things. And of course, there are exceptions, Doctors, for example, you know, I would much rather have a doctor do my open heart surgery than somebody with wisdom do my open heart surgery. Again, there, there's always exceptions, but it just goes to show, um, as the saying goes, knowledge without wisdom is like a plane without a pilot. You need life experience in order to act out theory. Theory is knowledge, but wisdom are life experiences. And I do think in today's society, we focus a lot on knowledge and gaining all of this information and making all of these advances. But I think as a society, we don't have enough wisdom or we downplay the role of wisdom. Lesson six, spiritual warfare is very real and God gives us the tools to overcome it. I am the type of Christian that I love to talk about spiritual warfare. I believe in spiritual warfare. I, I've experienced spiritual warfare. I probably got spiritual warfare like every single week. It, You know, I'm just the type of person that likes to talk about that. And again, this will be a future podcast episode, I promise you. But that is lesson six, that learning what spiritual warfare was changed my life and it changed my life for the better because I could learn how to overcome it. So I learned that I wasn't this broken person that suffered a lot with mental health and there wasn't something wrong with me. And again, we will do a future podcast episode on this because I could talk for an hour about this and we don't got an hour because we got 28 life lessons to get through. Lesson number seven, keep your political opinions to yourself. So if you've known me, if you've known me a while, like a long while, like a decade, maybe a decade or more, um, you know that um, I used to be very vocal, like on social media about my political opinions. And I've definitely like had a foot on each side, if you will, when it comes to politics and like. I don't share my political beliefs with a lot of people. In fact, like very few people. Like I didn't tell my husband, he wasn't my husband at the time, um, but I didn't tell him who I voted for like in the 2016 elections until like 2020, if that tells you anything, like if that tells you just how private I am like about my political beliefs. And a big part of that is because America has become so divided and political. In fact, I think we're too political. And again, this is not a political podcast, so I don't want to spend too much time on this, but I think we invest too much of our time, energy, and often people invest their whole entire personality into, into who they vote for every four years and I'm just really tired. And I just think that there's more to life and there's more to people than who they vote for every four years. So that's all I'm going to say on that is keep your political opinions to yourself because in, in today's society, it will be used against you. Lesson eight, admit when you were wrong and apologize. It's, it's important to hold other people accountable. But the most important person you can hold accountable is yourself. Lesson nine, some people are only meant to be in your life for a season. This is one of the most difficult life lessons I've learned because I still have days where, where I think about people and I think about people who used to be in my life and I get so sad that they're not in my life anymore. But then I have to remember that they're not in my life for a reason and I can sit here and I can cherish the good memories I had with them. There's a whole podcast episode on this. It's called Friendship Boundaries and Giving Grace and I do it with my best friend of like 15, 16 years, Michaela. It's a really great episode and it's all about about friendship. So if you want to hear more on that, Um, and more on some of the lessons that I've learned about friendship, then I would give that episode a listen if you haven't already. Lesson 10. This one might be a little bit (laughs) controversial too. I don't know. I think some things are, I I think that they're more controversial in my mind than what they are. I don't think we were meant to live a fast paced lifestyle like we do. I would much rather like own a homestead have a cow maybe some chickens maybe some goats maybe live in the mountains and bake sourdough bread every day then work i i really would um i used to be a person that i really liked like the fast-paced lifestyle and (sighs) nowadays i really just crave a slower paced lifestyle and i sit here and i think (laughs) I think about, you know, where our ancestors were, were at, or, you know, even how things were 50 years ago. And I'm like, man, I kind of envy that a little bit. Like, I really wish I could live a slower lifestyle, but unfortunately that is near impossible in this economy. But regardless of that, and regardless of the economy and having to work to live, I do think that we as humans live a faster paced lifestyle than we should. And I do think it has a significant impact on our happiness and has a significant impact on our health as well. Lesson 11, people will not respect you if you are a people pleaser and you also won't respect yourself. Lesson 12, don't follow your heart. And I know everybody's going to say, but everybody says just to follow your heart, especially when you're making hard decisions. And I am here to tell you to not believe that lie. Don't follow your heart. Your heart is where you kind of store your emotions, not in like the physiological sense because you technically store your emotions in your, in your mind, but when we're kind of talking about our heart. We, we have our heart and we, we, we say that, you know, emotions are, are coincide with your heart. That's what I'm trying to say. Emotions coincide with your heart and emotions are deceitful. Emotions are fleeting. Emotions and feelings are temporary. Our hearts are also influenced by our own selfish desires. And then Outward things happening. Do not make permanent decisions based on temporary feelings or temporary emotions. Don't follow your heart because if you follow your heart, you might be making a decision or following a path that you really want one day, but then you wake up the next day and realize you changed your mind or you don't feel that way anymore. And that's why I think that the phrase follow your heart is very deceitful because our hearts deceive us. Lesson 14. This one <laughs> this one might be a little bit controversial too. I think humans were better off knowing less than what we do now. So I think we as humans have gained too much information or knowledge, and it's actually detrimental to us as humans and as society. The constant stimulation that we have access to and just receiving information, like receiving all of this nudes constantly on our phone, all of the alerts, all the social media apps telling us every little thing that's going on all across the globe, it impacts us. It it, it stresses us out. And I don't think that we were created to, to sit here in the United States and have access to at any point, knowing what the heck's going on in New Zealand. Like I could get on TikTok and I could search Beijing and I could find hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of people at that very moment doing a TikTok live on what's happening in Beijing. In fact, you can get on TikTok and sometimes it's faster and mm, arguably a little bit more reliable than the news. You can see live footage of important things happening across the globe that people are physically there for and they're going online and they're doing a TikTok live about it. Like that's nuts. That's crazy. I just think that we we have access to too much information. And I don't think that we were meant to have access to all of that. I also think, you know, with all of this advancements in technology and sometimes I just think it's too much. Sometimes I wonder if we're actually advancing ourselves into a disaster. Again, maybe that's a conspiracy theory, but that's just how I feel. I I think that we have access to too much sometimes. Lesson 15, avoiding conflict creates more conflict in the end. That's all I got to say about that. Lesson 16, nobody owes you anything. And that coincides right with lesson 17, which is you have to work hard for what you want. Nobody in life is going to just hand you anything. If you want something, you have to work hard for it. Lesson 18, You are better off keeping some things private. A part of maturing is realizing that you don't need to discuss every little aspect of your life with other people. Nobody needs to know every small detail of your life. I feel like when I was younger, I used to be way more of an open book and I would almost sometimes share too much and I think that that's just a part of being young too. But I just think sometimes keeping things private is just better, and that's just a life lesson that I've learned. Lesson nineteen keeping up with the Joneses will not make you happy and will also get you in debt. That is more of an observed um, life lesson that i've I've learned from observing others but the older that I get the less materialistic I get I just think that there's so much more to life than having the newest thing and then spending money on this and spending money on that and I see so many people who will go outside of their means to keep up with others And it only ends up stressing them out in the end because then they realize that they couldn't afford that or they realize that that didn't make them happy. So you're better off not keeping up with the Joneses. But on another note, I want to know who the Joneses are because apparently if everybody's trying to keep up with them, they really must be something. Lesson 20. It's about God's timing not ours, and I am still um, a student of this lesson because this is something I think a lot of people struggle with. But I also struggle with it too, as somebody who's a planner, as somebody who's a Type A personality, as somebody who's just naturally a little bit more higher strung. I, I, I think that this is the hardest lesson that I am still learning at this very moment, and I, I will talk more about this in the future when the time is right. And when I feel called to, but everything is going to be in God's timing. We have no control over time. And when you release that to God, so much weight will be lifted off of your shoulders. And again, I know it's hard because I'm going through it. And this is the hardest lesson that I'm currently going through right now. There will be a future podcast episode on this, but for right now, that's lesson 20. Lesson 21 God's plan for us is better than our plan for us. God is omnipresent. Like he knows everything. He knows about your past, he knows about your present, and he knows about your future. He has a plan laid out for you. And with him seeing that whole big picture that we physically cannot see, he has the better plan for us. We have to trust him. Lesson 22, praying will make your life better. I promise you, praying every single day or praying throughout the day will make your life better. So not just praying when something happen, bad happens or praying when we're in a crisis and we feel like we have nowhere to turn. Believe me, if if, if you don't pray much and maybe when... when Something bad happens, maybe that is the only time that you pray. And you know what? God's going to be there to accept that. That's what He's there for. But we have 24 7 access to Him. We can pray about whatever we want to Him whenever we want. And I think having that relationship with Him and having that continuous conversation with Him is so important. Like, for example, I have a lot of anxiety sometimes when I'm driving, especially at night, because I I get really worried about like hitting a deer, for example. So I make sure that when I get in the car, actually, when I get in the car, no matter what time of day that I say a prayer and I ask God for safety as I'm getting to my destination. That's me including him in a little small detail of my life, such as just driving from one place to another, or i do a lot of community outreach for my job and i always pray before i like step into a place where i'm doing community outreach i pray for god to show himself to me through the work that i'm doing like i pray let me see your good works today through my job i'm including him in my work you know just including god throughout your day and just praying to him and talking with him will make your life so much better I promise. And you don't have to have these intricate, beautifully thought out, perfect prayers. I don't pray like that. I pray like I talk to my best friend because God is my best friend. I just talk to him like he's just any other Joe Schmo in terms of the conversation that I have with him. For me, it's just a conversation. It's not like this beautifully written out poem. And that's just how I talk to him. And I think when you also view prayer that way too, it can become a lot less daunting because I know for me, I don't always like praying out loud, even though I actually love public speaking. It's something that I'm not comfortable with. And I think it's because we look at prayer as being like this beautiful, beautiful, like intricate, well thought out prayer. But sometimes it's literally kind of like a text message to God, like, Hey God, what's up? I need help with this. And that's okay. That's what he's there for. But in short, prayer can make your life better, and it will. Lesson 23. If you are mad or disappointed in somebody, pray for them. It can be so easy to get caught up in our own feelings about somebody or caught up in a situation, but if you're feeling some side, you know, some type of way about somebody, pray for them. Pray that whatever you're disappointed in, pray that whatever you're mad at them for, just just pray for that person's life to be better. Take some of that negative emotion, give it to God, and ask him to better that person or better that situation, whatever it may be. Just give it to God. Let him take care of it lesson 24 incorporate god into every part of your life and it will get better this goes hand in hand what i just talked about with prayer about incorporating god easily into your life with prayer for example lesson 25 don't ignore what god is telling you he is trying to communicate with you or tell you something for a reason God also communicates with everybody differently. This could be its whole own podcast episode, like talking about the voice of God, talking about how God can communicate with you because some people don't know what that means for them or they don't understand like how you can communicate with God, such a spiritual being, but... If God's trying to tell you something and you are you got like half an ear to listen, you know what he's trying to tell you. We often get really good at um, trying to ignore him too, especially when we don't want to hear something. <laughs> That's kind of human nature. But whatever, just remember like what we already talked about, whatever God has in store for us is the best for us. We aren't able to see the whole picture. Lesson 26, God's people are meant to be in the world, but not of this world. And you've probably heard that before because I feel like that's a very like Christianese like saying that, that you hear a lot. And this could also be its own podcast episode and how I interpret that, um, that phrase or what i think that it means for christians but ultimately what i'm going to say is get out in your community and make a difference when i was at a church that gives out hot meals every single friday and saturday um, i was there last week i was there i was there for work they they asked me to come out in order to um reach the people and you know trying to get them help and trying to get them resources because that's a big part of my big part of my job in addiction and recovery. but I talked to one of the pastors who's a part of that organization and I was talking with him and we were kind of like you know like talking about church and you know like talking about the Bible and and talking about their organization and how awesome it is that they open up a church and they they give out food you know, to people who need it and they don't turn people away. And he's told me that, you know, when God created the church, the church wasn't like a physical building. The church was a ministry that people went out into the world and then shared the light of God. You know, we're called out to be in community. We're not called to be in in a church building and stay there in our own little quarters and think that we're going to change the world and think that we're going to bring people to god and that everybody everybody should come to us if they want to hear about god no that's not true you need to get out in the community you need to make a difference you need to show your light like that is how you bring people to to christ often people aren't brought to christ inside of a church they they really aren't they're they're brought to Christ through their interactions with other people who shine God's light wherever they go and again this could also be its own podcast episode but that's a lesson that I've learned lesson 27 there's a difference between shame and conviction so shame is when you feel poorly about yourself, or you feel bad, or you feel that you're not good enough, or you feel guilt. That is shame. Conviction is when you feel the need to change. Shame is not of God. Shame is the enemy. Conviction is from God. Conviction is is when God is telling you to change something in your life. Both can feel very uncomfortable. Sometimes conviction doesn't feel good to us because we don't want to do it. We don't want to be told what we're being, you know, we don't want to do what we're being told to do. A lot of times that's human nature because we're born not perfect. But there is a difference a very big difference between shame and conviction and god will never make us feel shameful for what we've done or what we have not done lesson 28 our very last lesson and i wanted to have our very last lesson be one of the first lessons i remember learning or the first like life lessons i remember learning as a child so Lesson number 28 is lying gets you in more trouble in the end. So this is a lesson that I remember learning from my parents. I remember them telling me, you know, if you tell the truth about something, you know, depending on what it is, you might get in a little bit of trouble, but if you lie about something, you're going to get in a lot of trouble. And that's just something that always stuck with me. I think it's a really important life lesson to learn, you know, learning about telling the truth, being a truthful person, learning about trust, learning about, you know, not lying to others. And it's a reason why telling the truth and trust is so important to me as a person. It is a value that I hold really close to me. One of the ways that you can hurt me the most as a person is to lie to me. And I just think trust and truth is so important. And that is one of the very first life lessons that I remember learning. So I wanted to kind of end on that note of um, one of the lessons that I learned as a child. But that's it. That's the twenty eight or 28 life lessons that I've learned. These aren't the only life lessons that I've learned. And again, I'm only 29 years old. I have so much life ahead of me and I am going to learn and gain so much wisdom from all of the life ahead of me. I'm on, you know, I'm only to a certain point right now, but I did want to share these life lessons and kind of have a birthday episode and just, you know, just reflect cuz sometimes I think that that's good to do. But thank you all for tuning in to another episode. In November, we are going to have another guest. I'm really excited about our guest. Our guest is actually somebody that I met on TikTok. And I'm really excited for you to listen to her story. I'm going to talk more about that November episode and that November guest as we get closer to the end of November. But hang tight and know that we have a good episode. Coming in November. And as always, thank you for being here. Thank you for being a part of my family. Jesus always welcomes you home, and so will I. I'll see you next month. Thank you for tuning in. Thanks for being here. You can listen to the Through Every Season podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcast. Feel free to follow us on our social media platforms on Facebook and Instagram, and the handles are mentioned in the description of the podcast. Welcome to my family, thanks for being here.